welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Sisters, I beat you to it. Hey. Oh. All um, right. The I, of the guard. Sydney always launches in. I, I, I like this. I Don't worry. I, <laughs> I have things going on this time. Wow. I had coffee. I... I'm done with my classes for my first year of college. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, you are? I only have finals, but I don't have to go to any more classes. Oh, that's you did awesome. It. Almost. And I only have two finals. So Congratulations. Thank you. What are you going to do with all that extra time? I have no idea. I haven't had free time in so long. We just did an episode about this. Come Party. visit your sister. Come visit your sister. <laughs> Party. Party. Or that. With in me. New York? I guess, I guess you could... Combine that those at the same two time. Ideas. That is, yeah. I could, I could facilitate both things. Whoa, <laughs> Sydney, I don't hear you offering anything up for my free time. Uh, we are doing. Hey, listen, I tried, <laughs> I tried. Well, what did you, what did you try? Uh, next week, <laughs> we're gonna do a show in Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. I offered for you to come stay at Great Wolf Lodge with us the <laughs> night before. How? turn that down you get a <laughs> wand she said no i have rehearsal it's <sighs> such a lame excuse i have rehearsal They're i know that's why i told time. her i was like because the the boys are going to go to cleveland without us because we don't want to drive to cleveland because no offense cleveland <laughs> wow. i was gonna say which guy against cleveland i just, you just it's cleveland a, under the bus the it's like it bus. would be driving to cincinnati then driving to Cleveland, then driving back to Cincinnati, and then the next day driving back to Huntington. That's just a lot of car time for little kids. And then Charlie and Cooper don't get to be at the Flodge. Yes. So instead, we're just staying at the Flodge while they go on tour to Cleveland. And then you you could have come to the Flodge. Come to the Flodge. I don't understand your choices. Rehearsal. And you could have walked. You could have walked to Kings Island from there. Mm-hmm. That's true. We could do. We could do. Although Kings your Island. kids can't do Kings Island, they're so small. Your kids are so There's small. stuff that they can do there. Yeah, yeah. But the, they're not cool enough for the fun stuff. Yeah, There's but stuff. you you just could have like done a, like a cool teen moment of just doing your doing your own thing at Kings Island. Instead, you get rehearsal. Hey, I do. Could have come. I I would say we could stay an extra day and go to Kings Island, but we got to come back because of uh, Charlie's dance recital. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yes. That's a good. That's a good. Reason. I mean, she's dancing to Rock and Robin. Can't miss that. Yeah. Oh. You seen that costume? Oh, I can't miss it. There's so many feathers and sparkles. So many feathers and sparkles. We're making sure the costume is getting there this time. Yeah. Oh, oh we gosh. have it. It is at. It is. It is in my possession. <laughs> no one will let that happen again. Is she a little bird? It's like, um, it's not a bird costume, but it is supposed to be like... It's bird adjacent. Yes. Bird adjacent. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. It is supposed to, to make you think of a bird. I, I will show you the... They had us take pictures. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. That you put your kid in a costume and they take pictures before the recital. Yes. As if they are about to do the recital, but it's a trick because they're not. The recital is three weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> <But laughs> that's how dance works, Sydney. <laughs> it's all a trick. But they they put her out there in her costume, and they were about to tell her how to pose. I guess there are dance poses that she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You could you could tell I know so much about this world of dance. You're such a dance mom. I'm such a dance mom. And she just launched into her own set of Charlie oh, okay. original 
poses and the photographer went nuts and started taking <laughs> pictures of her. And I let's the two of us looked and she said, Look, I kinda like this. And it was not at all what she was supposed to be doing. And I was like, Yes, that is my yes. daughter. That is a so just wait till you see these pictures. I haven't seen these. Well that I we haven't gotten them yet. Oh man. That's amazing. I can't wait to yeah. see these. Yeah, it was oh. totally her own thing. Wow. Charlie is She's her good own at that. thing. Yeah. Yes. It is it was not what anyone else was doing. I I was all on board. <laughs> Everybody cool. said, "Where does she get that?" And I said, "I not from me. I don't." <laughs> I think Justin. it skipped a generation. I think it came from Mimi. From, yeah, Mom. that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Also, Dad. That's true. Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> they both are always ready to pose. That's true. Well, and if we go to the other side of the family here, I think also from well, yeah, 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 both sets of grandparents just. Yeah. Kind of offer up that, that gene. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not for me and Justin. The ability to be photogenic s- skips a generation. I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like we were watching her at the play place at the mall, and she ran up to a group of kids, started talking to them, made friends with them, and was hanging out with them instantly. What? And Justin looked at her and said, how does she just talk to people? <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is good. This is going to be so good for y'all because when she's old enough to like be able to place delivery orders, you all can just that's that was a gift that was given to you. I know. She can call the food places and yeah. order food. Any, I bet any, she would do that now. Yeah. Anytime you just told her you exactly did, what to say. Yeah. You'd call a credit card company or something uh-huh. or like, you know, like like about a bill, you, you just put it on the phone. Mm-hmm. She likes to try to answer the door if she sees like the the mailman coming or a UPS truck or something. Mm-hmm. She likes to try to get to the door and talk with them. Oh man, you you all <laughs> I don't to greet them, ask what they're bringing. The other day was <sighs> where did she? She was at Taylor. I had an art show because I'm an art student. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and great. I know. And Charlie Charlie came, but there were other teen girls there. And Charlie lost her mind. She was like, teen girls, look at my skirt. It has two sides. <laughs> look at my shoes. They light up. <laughs> like she talked to my roommates more in that 20 minutes than I think I have the whole time I've lived with them. Mm-hmm. She was in a circle of, of teen girls. Just She was in heaven. Just in, in a her happy thing. place. That's great. You you did good art, though. Your Thank art you. was. What was your art? Well executed. Uh, I have to do a seminar for my scholarship program every semester, and it's a different topic every semester, so that we're well-rounded scholars as as students. And this one was about the combination of math and art. So we did four art projects, and we had an art show as our final exam. Just she, had to she welded our art. one. I did weld one. You welded? I wielded a welding you we- machine. Well, <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh yes that's a that's, that's a good one that's a good skill to have yeah welding. will yeah. i ever use it again that's uh, probably not well <laughs> i don't know that's one of those things that always comes up on like doomsday preppers exactly that's true in the apocalypse it was very scary need for welding Interesting. Uh, i it is a skill i wish i had so i think that's good it was very scary um but i did it and I made a sculpture. You can and be. It you, stayed together. It, it's like a Ron Swanson thing. People who buy things are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can just make everything. Just make everything. <laughs> Except I have to buy the things to 
weld with. He didn't cover that yeah. in that episode of Parks and Recreation, <laughs> so I got nothing. Uh, well, uh, sisters, mm. Let's see I don't how have you a, go with this one. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. You, you know, know what else another is art? Ha! Ah, there you ah. go. Go ahead, Tay. You take it. Oh no, I don't. I don't take the lead. Uh, yeah. So another form of art form is a uh, movie. That's also <laughs> art. What about That's exactly movies? what I was gonna say? We're switching everything up today. This I do the lead I, into the show. Taylor does the the switch over to the the topic. I, don't, I didn't like it. I off. didn't like it. Never. <laughs> Said he's again. going to Disney and just took the week off. Uh huh. That's true. Oh, this is actually a voice panel of Sydney, and she's not actually here. We're just pressing buttons with <laughs> phrases she says very often. <laughs> Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tell a story about Charlie. That's yeah. Pretty, yep. That's pretty much me. Pre-recorded. Just like the dance you- recital. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to talk about breastfeeding now? Oh, there no. You go. <laughs> it's the Holy Trinity. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we mentioned actually on our episode last week when we were talking about stuff we do when we're bored that we all have engaged in trying to make movies or YouTube videos or whatever era we're in, appropriate media format. Uh, and it occurred to us that that is a shared like teen experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of us try to record either like documentary style mm-hmm. our our teen years or actually make a film yes <laughs> and uh and so we thought that would be uh something we could talk about there you go yeah. there's the whole there's the whole thing that's the whole thing there that's, that's there's our thesis statement uh i don't it i feel like it used to be more of a challenge and so i would like to celebrate uh the efforts of my and Taylor's generation more. Hey, <laughs> it's true. Be- because it was a lot harder to make movies back in the day. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I, but you can make them better now. Well, that is true. But now you Fair. just can like push a button on your average laptop and record a movie with no additional anything. Like mm-hmm. it might not be the best quality, but it's better quality than what we could do with the stuff we could get. <laughs> With our dad's giant camera. <laughs> that weighed like 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. It was like having a whole arm. It had to be big enough to actually record things and then fit the VHS tape that oh you were recording. Oh, my gosh. Think about that. Think That's about the wild. size of VHS tape. That's how big the camera was because it fit the VHS tape in it. That's bigger than my phone, which is what you use to make movies now. Yes. Yeah. A VHS tape is considerably larger than a phone. <laughs> yes. Well, it didn't used to be. Phones used to be so big. Now phones are so small. Yeah. And rectangular. Yes, it is. Yes, portable phones were quite large. Should we talk more about the difference in sizes of phones? (laughs) I like that you you felt the need to specify. Phones now are rectangular. (laughs) Yes, it is a small rectangle that is... All screen on one now, side now. You're, no you're just, buttons even. You, what? Who do you think this podcast is for? Time travelers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, those of you listening from the, 16th the 1870s. Century? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now. To a podcast on your listening device. <laughs> Phones are... Now listen, I've been watching a lot of Fringe, <laughs> and I could come up with a way that that would work. Okay. <laughs> Just give me a lab and a cow. 
What is this and show Joshua Jackson about? in five minutes. I'm not going to tell you what I need Joshua Jackson <laughs> for. Don't ask. It's none of your business. He's just essential to the process. Okay. <laughs> you need a cow? <laughs> I'm you not even questioning Joshua Jackson. Maybe he knows things about time travel. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess maybe the cow knows things about time travel. <laughs> it's all on French. What? I don't watch French. What is this show that involves cows and science? I can't with you people. Watch Fringe. Sydney, you have some weird taste in shows, though. Sydney, the one true Fringe stan in the world. Yeah, really? <laughs> and I will watch anything with Joshua Jackson in it. I'm just saying wow. that. Just putting that out there. Also, Fringe is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Taylor, you would love it. You loved X-Files. You would love Fringe. There are cows, apparently. Is it, like, still just a, a show? Cow. Gene. No, nah, it's but you can like, you know, still watch it because of internet. Yes. Hello, <laughs> welcome right. again, time travelers. There so is, I know we were gonna there talk. are streaming platforms now where you can watch shows no, it, that it, are from the past. It's been off the air for a few years. I was but. gonna say, I was like, this is not an active show that people are excited about. Everyone else in the world, Game of Thrones. Oh my God, Sydney, but French. <laughs> I'm re- I'm doing also a rewatch. Also Sydney, but the OC though. I'm doing a rewatch. <laughs> it's by J.J. Abrams of Lost Fame. And then all the movies fame. since then. Where'd his fame go? <laughs> no, the show lost. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha ha ha. But let us not dwell on lost. So we <laughs> used to make movies. <laughs> we used to make movies. Uh we I think we referenced we we attempted a horror film. And that became just yeah. called Oh My God, right? Yeah. I think that was it. It had a name, but there was a lot of cuts of one of our friends. We, This was in the South, had a very thick Southern accent, just going, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. That was the movie. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> all of our friends in the movie kept dying. We never finished that. That was a that was our great unfinished work there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, The films we made the most we're all G.I. Joe based which is weird because I never watched G.I. Joe. Tay, I don't know if you did. I watched a bit of I was I dabbled in G.I. Joe. I would see the very end of G.I. Joe because it came on right before whatever we watched during breakfast. Mm. Like I remember seeing the last like the little PSA at the end of G.I. Joe a lot. Which was and now you know, and knowing is half the knowing battle. Knowing is half the battle. There you go. Which we can, well, your, one of your friends convinced one of his friends was uh, a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Yes, that is true. <laughs> we went with that for many years. For years. That's, that poor man thought that that was said by Abraham Lincoln. As Abe Lincoln once said. <laughs> uh, and we, our cousins were way into G.I. Joe, and we were making movies with our cousins, so we made all these movies that were G.I. Joe based. I never knew who I was in them hmm. or why I was that person or what my motivations were. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you needed a really deep character analysis and you just couldn't. No, they weren't into that. They were more hmm. into planting bombs. Well, and that's, I think that there's maybe like a girl in G.I. Joe and you got the, a character. I was just support. I just ran around <laughs> behind you all like, oh, uh, so this one <laughs> <laughs> also taylor <laughs> it's 
is here. Taylor I Joe. <laughs> Taylor is part of it. <laughs> they had to let her play because mom said so. So we, we filmed us running around at our grandparents' house planting bombs. We didn't have bombs. There were no bombs. What? <laughs> that I think magic. They, I'm pretty I think they were rocks. Yeah, definitely. But there's yeah, a really I think <laughs> we just put rocks in the field. <laughs> we 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 buried rocks and we filmed uh-huh. it. This was entertainment. <laughs> That's let's <laughs> call it what it was. We buried rocks <laughs> on film. <laughs> <laughs> were we dumb? <laughs> no, we were creative. Well, and the best you had an imagination. That's right. Which, which also explains the the scene where one of our, I believe it was our, our small small redheaded cousin was sitting at a picnic table, pointing at like the little like the knots in the wood mm-hmm. on the picnic table. And we will plant the bombs yep. here, and we will plant the bombs here, and we will plant the bombs here. <laughs> but I, he was like, what, like seven? Uh-huh. I wish I just, just want that clip. <laughs> I wish we could find it. We have dubbed that film since, as you can imagine, Plant the Bombs. Because mm. other than that, there was no action. No. There was just planting of bombs? The bombs never They exploded. never went off? <laughs> we did not quite have a total grasp on pyrotechnics. We had to go home for dinner before we got to film that yeah. part. Right. <laughs> it got dark outside. <laughs> so, and then we never revisited it. it. It all depended on when dad would let us use the camera. Mm. Actually, I am going to, I don't know this to be true. I'm going to have to ask mom. I don't think dad knew we were running around with his camera. I think mom was letting us use it. Mm. Now that I think of it, there's no way dad well, was cool with us. What did dad use a camera, camera for? Oh, a beach. A lot of things. Every I, holiday. In my entire lifetime, have never seen and remembered our father holding a camera. I think. Oh my gosh. In my entire life. See, this was a, I think this was like an 80s, 90s dad thing. Like once the cameras came out, there was a huge faction of dads (laughs) who got these cameras. And there are, there are lots of home videos and it's not just our family. This is, this is a lot of families uh, who just like dad walked around filming all the holidays, all the vacations, Mm -hmm. like various summer things Mm -hmm. and and narrating it i mean because that was that's key is like you've got like dad saying stuff while he's and trying to make good jokes yes trying to make dad jokes while he is filming us i I do very distinctly remember when we were at the beach and there was the red tide and seeing that video that dad made that was just looking up and down the beach and there's more of it and then it just keeps on going just keeps on going but it's like 20 minutes of the same like (laughs) span of beach and dad just being like wow yeah <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> but that that it's funny that you say that because I mean I guess I mean maybe people just don't do that anymore. I just I can't even when I was younger I don't ever remember Dad having a camera. It like it even got to the point where like we didn't trust him to take pictures of us. We always had to give someone else the camera to take pictures of us because none of us thought Dad did very good at taking pictures. Well, that was because. And you're you're talking about phones. Yeah. Not always. Oh. Like, I remember mom being at the beach when I was much younger with one of those tiny, tiny, like, Mm -hmm. Nikon-type cameras. Not a disposable one, but close. Digital ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And always wanting to take the pictures. 
And dad kind of standing with it really, really far away from him, like trying to see through it, taking a picture. I think that dad gave up on that sort of technology once. (laughs) (laughs) I think it moved too fast for him at some point and he went, forget it. Do you think if he still could walk around with a giant camera like that and take videos, he would? Yes. Maybe there was like something to the heft of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, a dad must weld this. It is large and heavy. Like this is a dad (laughs) weapon. And then when it became little phone, it's like, no. I think you're right, though, but I think, actually, I think you make a point that is valid, Tay. I think that the video cameras were the the domain of the father. (laughs) Not just dads. We're not being dad exclusive. It just, our experience was that it felt like the domain of the father. Yeah. Uh, And I'm also, Clint filmed all of the boys' stuff, and so I'm, I'm like, associating that. But uh, now technology like kids always know about first Mm -hmm. and it's removed it from the the parents Mm -hmm. and the caregivers and the adults somewhat you know um and so i i do think there was a shift there where it was like for a while if i wanted to use the camera not only did i have to ask mom and dad but like i had to ask dad like how to use it right and can you imagine asking mom and dad how to use a piece of of technology now that is true no technology used to come down from your parents now it now it comes up from the kids yeah and i i think that has a lot to do with it because i think that probably dad would walk around with a giant video camera on his shoulder if that was still the thing to do because he would know how to use it and we wouldn't but now like he, he'd be walking around with his giant video camera and we'd be filming him eight different ways with different filters yeah. and different effects and whatever on our phones while he was doing it so this makes me want to fashion a large uh cardboard <laughs> fake camera <laughs> And just stick a phone in the end of it. How do you get a chassis Where dad can press a, a button and yes. then it presses the record button on the phone. <laughs> so dad can feel like he's carrying around a large heavy camera, but it's just filming through an iPhone. <laughs> I think he'd, I think he'd like that. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do. Well, Christmas. Yeah. Father's Day isn't that far off. It's true. Hey, and his birthday's even closer that's than that. That's true. So. Well, this is a team craft project <laughs> we can make, sisters. Uh, I want to I want to talk more about our modern incarnation of videos because uh, mm-hmm. Riley, I know you've been very prolific with your contributions mm-hmm. to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh, sisters, I want to talk about HelloFresh this week. Well, then do it because we are sponsored in part by HelloFresh. Uh, you may be familiar with HelloFresh because we have we have talked about them before, and hopefully you've also been lucky enough to experience the goodness that is HelloFresh. They make uh, conquering the kitchen a reality with really simple recipes. Uh, They send you all the ingredients you need, pre-measured, six-step pictured recipe cards so that you can just follow the pictures, follow the instructions, make sure what you're doing looks like the pictures. Mm -hmm. I always appreciate that most. Yes. Pictures are nice. Those and the picture of what it's supposed to look like at the end are crucial so that I can make sure I arrange it appropriately. Right. Like, you want the plating to be yeah, nice. You know, I, I watch a lot of cooking television. Yeah. I know I know how important plating is. Presentation's most of your score. Not most. But a third. Taste is most. Taste and then presentation. Well, here's the great thing about HelloFresh <laughs> is they've got you covered on all fronts. Taste, presentation, uh, speed. All the meals come together in 30 minutes max. And flexibility. Whether you need a family plan, a classic pa- plan, or a veggie plan, they've got you covered. 
So if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, Tay, what should they do? Well, uh, you can take a total of $80 off uh, in your first month. That's, so it's 20 bucks off your first four boxes. If you just go to HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering80 and enter the promo code stillbuffering80. That's HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering80. And you get 80 bucks off your first month. So check that out now. Okay. So, video mm. cameras evolved. Yes. Uh, I have to say, in the years between, we're, we're pretending like there's nothing between the giant VHS recording camera and the cell phone. Right. Like, cameras did get smaller. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think that with that, Tay, I know we dabbled in the, like, documentary-style recording um. kind of stuff, especially on trips. Like, we have a lot of vacation videos um that are out there specifically for my senior trip yeah oh that's right with you and kyle and joe and me yep we made weird horror movies as teenagers yes that, on oh, that trip it's so yeah. good yes uh that is a recovered memory i'm like wait wait it was that was the that was the descent into debauch as we traveled down the coast for my senior trip mm-hmm. and went to progressively uh, less restrictive families' houses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, until we ended up at Scampy Mike's, where full oh, man. where full debauch could ensue. <laughs> uh, and that really just meant that he let us drink alcohol <gasps> really I, I, but I re- the funny thing is i remember coming back and we like we are we had the video camera we were videotaping it no one can see it our yeah, parents yeah, really can <laughs> never see these tapes because we weren't allowed to go to a uh i remember mom was big on don't stop at one of the rest stops <laughs> if you have to stop to go to the bathroom go to like a fast food restaurant or a gas station don't go to one of the, <laughs> the just like rest areas mm-hmm so we filmed so driving through one, yeah, screaming, screaming the yeah. whole time. Yeah, that's right. Oh god. Uh, and we made a. Uh, gosh, this dates it. We made a spoof of Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. Because Kyle kept sitting on all the little debbies in the back seat. Yeah. Uh, wait. We bought a but we okay said. I just need, I need you to take it from the perspective of the people listening right now. And you said, we filmed an unbreakable spoof because Kyle kept sitting on the little Debbies in the back seat, As if anyone's going to make the logical conclusion as to how that makes sense. And I kind of want to just leave it there because I think that's better. I can't say what he said because it's a cuss word. <laughs> there's the, a cuss well, word? The bad guy is Mr. Glass. And because Kyle kept ruining things with his butt... He was Mr. Butt. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was the apex of the of our film. <laughs> it was the kids. They called me Mr. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh. Um. So. <laughs> I. Oh. Wow. The, the cameras got smaller, but our ideas got bigger. <laughs> uh, well, I even as in art school, uh, my freshman year, I made a video. And I had to; it was part of one of the classes that I was in. And uh, I had a roommate who was a film major, and so she had a mini DV camera. It's like really like nice, like 
something that was mm-hmm. kind of coming like that was what a lot of people were using at that time like young people to make films mm-hmm. but uh i i will ne- i will never know what happened in that movie and i never want to because i am sure it was the most cringiest like <laughs> pretentious like it was definitely like here are some leaves gently rustling in black and white here is me reflecting <laughs> on my fears. Here is a shoe abandoned <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> Definitely that. <laughs> oh, the shoe abandoned good. on the sidewalk. That's the best. Like, like it was, yeah. And uh, like, I remember like, I, I got a really good grade on it. But oh my gosh, I hope no one ever recovers that film. Uh, did you put it on the internet? No, this was that was not a thing that was easy to do at that point in time. Ah, then you you may be safe. I think that's the thing because this is and this is where I feel really bad for the current generation because I made a cringy freshman year art student film that began and ended on my laptop. That's it. But if I had been in this current generation, I would have put it up on YouTube and thought, "Wow, I'm a creative genius," and I would have had to live with that for the rest of my life. It would have just lived in perpetuity forever. I'm so sorry, Riley. Riley, right <laughs> now, to use the to use the parlance of your generation, mm-hmm. you look like a picture of you and the word mood would be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I just That's what that's what you kids do, right? <laughs> yes. You made a meme. I'm mm-hmm. proud of you, Sydney. <laughs> you described um, a meme. That's slightly above reading a comic out loud, Sid. Don't be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> This is as bad as the episode we did where I tried to describe memes to you all. I don't know. You just you just described a cell phone. So where do I, where, where's this about par for the course? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I, uh what kind of contributions do you have to the world of uh, teen teen filmmaking? I made a lot of YouTube videos. Okay, listen. Okay, it was in this time period in between, like you were talking about, the generation in between your all's giant cameras and our tiny cell phones where you had the tiny little digital cameras Mm -hmm. before you could record on your phones when YouTube was becoming a thing in like 2009, 2010, like that sort of, sort of time when all the YouTubers started becoming YouTubers and there were those people who would just see all the time, like grabbing their cameras and just doing random things. Mm -hmm. And they were getting a lot of people watching them online. So when, if you had a camera, you were like, well, I can also do this thing. These were the early Obama years. Anything was possible. Anything you know? was possible. <laughs> we truly we all could had do hope. it. <laughs> um, wow. And <laughs> it's true. It was a different time. <laughs> and I made a lot of YouTube videos. And I think most of them are gone now. I hope. Somebody has archived those out there. Somebody has archived yes. them. What, what kind of stuff did you... Uh, Well, okay, when I was younger, like around this time, like nine or ten years old, I had my best friend, we would make movies. It wouldn't just, it would be like you all did. It wouldn't just Mm -hmm. be like just random like videos. We would make scripts and characters and often we would force her little sister who was like five or six to be in them or her dad or our dad (laughs) or mom. Someone would have to be in them and we would just tell them over and over again, like a very simple thing to say, but then try to like direct them on how to say it properly as a nine-year-old to an adult um because we were filmmakers what were these called these movies what were they like a, a plot or a basic idea a character any any just any little were that what genre <laughs> we really thought we were really good at pranks <laughs> oh no we made a lot of uh prank videos 
but they were never like actual pranks like they were always like scripted pranks uh-huh. i remember the ding dong ditch yes the videos. ding dong ditch series was uh-huh. very very popular amongst our fans it was them it we was them ding wear- dong ditching and then people pretending to be irritated like i remember yeah. your friend's dad opening the yes. door and being like who was here yeah <laughs> and we would wear costumes <laughs> and it would be at the same house that we would film ourselves coming out of mm-hmm. we would then ding dong ditch with my friend's dad um we never actually were were able to actually ding dong ditch anyone though we always had to script it, it ahead of time so you never actually ding dong ditched no wow <laughs> that would be too bad that, too anxiety inducing. too bad for tv that is illegal um <laughs> but, but i don't think there's a law against ding dong ditching i don't know uh but as I got older, like 12, 13, I started making, oh gosh, I told myself I wasn't going to talk about them and now I feel like I have yes. to. I started making a series of YouTube videos with four of my friends and we had a name and it was four friends I did theater with and we would make, we thought we were going to be like the next big YouTube sensation. We would make like videos together and then each of us had a day of uh-huh. the week where we would film a different video and like post it on that day. And we each had like a nickname and they all kind of went together. What what was your oh, uh, yeah. name that you want to share? We were, if I say it, people are going to be able to look it up on the internet. Those videos are still there. Well, then, then all the more reason. <coughs> We were called the Fab Five Lards. <laughs> Lards? Yes. Like L A R D S. Because those were your names, right? Yes. That's what. The, that's uh, where the Lards. We each had a nickname that was one word that we thought described our personalities, followed by the word Lard. What? Was <laughs> what the... was your name? Yes, I have to know. Honestly, I couldn't tell you why this was my name or where it came from or who came up with it. I was the cupcake lard. Cupcake lard? <laughs> yes. Okay. There was a... <laughs> the only one I only other one I remember was there was a crop top lard. Crop top lard? Yes. My best friend was the crop top lard. Wow. Cupcake lard. I, you know... I watch a lot of children's TV these days. Right? This, this actually isn't that far-fetched. Um, and we would do, like, all five of us would sit down. We'd have sleepovers and do, like, uh, best friend challenges. Like, see who could answer the most questions about the other people. Mm. Um, or we would do, like, a, a makeup video. Like, mm-hmm. each of us had a day. I think mine was, like, Fridays. We each, like, picked a day of the week except for the weekends where we would post videos. And I did, like, a tutorial on how to make hair bows. <laughs> one of my friends did one on, like, how to curl your hair without heat. <laughs> was this the, was this, like, into the days of YouTube prank things where, like, you do, or challenge, I should say, not prank, yeah. but, like, eating cinnamon and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, we definitely made videos. I don't think these actually ended up on the internet, but we would do, like, the cinnamon challenge or, um other ones like that i'm trying to remember other ones we did maybe like the salt and ice one where like you put salt on your hand and put a block of ice on there Ooh, and see how long you can leave it on there good. i don't do no. that don't um, do that for anyone listening please don't ever do that yeah, don't do that you'll, it was a bad idea yes you we, did, we never put that on the internet that was bad um but we would you know like there was one challenge where you had to like i think this maybe was the one that you started someone started watching the other day when we talked about this maybe it was you mm-hmm. but you have to like put a pile of flour in a bowl and put a gummy bear or some sort of small candy on top of it 
and then you have to answer questions about the other person and if you get one wrong it's like jenga you have to like take a spoonful of flour out of the stack like out of the little mound and whenever it falls over the person who knocked it over has to then use their face to try to get the candy out of the bowl of flour ah like the gum that's a lot and your face ends up your face ends up covered in flour and you look real silly (laughs) a lot of moving parts we're very creative wait did you come up with that challenge uh i didn't i think one of my friends did Mm. i don't remember ever seeing this online Uh, i I don't remember this this being a thing i think we thought we were just being creative youtubers the the thing is like all this stuff like yeah it's like oh no it's documented but like kids do weird stuff we do weird stuff with our friends like we all had secret names and like little clubs and did weird stuff it's not the none of this is actually weird i just feel like your entire generation probably has like a collection of accessible videos of the of documenting yeah. themselves because i don't think you were alone in doing that i think it's probably a fairly would you say it's a fairly normal teen experience that most of your friends were producing weird like youtube content yeah it's just i mean Oh, everyone always has been. We just got to put it on the internet. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I think about, like, some of the weird challenges and stuff. I mean, we didn't call them challenges, but it was just weird, sometimes dangerous, sometimes just dumb stuff that we used to do when we were younger. That mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's not that far off. Right. And a lot of these are just, like, extensions of slumber party games. They're just, like, things that film better. Yeah. You know, make it a little more visual so that right. it looks better. Instead of just something that is insular. Um, It's kind of funny though. Because as you describe all this. Like what you're talking about are weird videos. Yes. These are. We made weird videos. Yes. These are the origins of what my daughter now refers to as weird videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and everyone else making them. Has created lots of fertile ground for Mm -hmm. young people today to watch. But I, I was thinking about. Charlie is always asking me if we can make weird videos. She wants to be in them. Mm-hmm. I do have one video with Charlie that is still on the internet, mm-hmm. and she loved it. This was prior to our to not putting things yeah, to our, on the our internet, banning our children from that video. Still has like ten times as many views as any video I've ever made. I feel like it's a my rationale. She looks way different now. She does. So, that was but, a long yeah, time ago. True. That was yeah, like three we, years ago. Yeah, we now do not put any any visual depictions of our children mm-hmm. on the internet, um, just for safety mm-hmm. and privacy. You know, their own. You know, if mm-hmm. they want to, she says she wants to be in weird videos, but she's four, so I feel like she's not quite old enough well, to make that. When are you gonna say she's old enough, Sydney? I was seven and making ding dong ditch videos. Well, that's. But I think that what I was gonna say is, I think that you being seven and making ding dong ditch videos and me being 36 and watching all of these weird videos mm-hmm. has made me a lot more vigilant about mm-hmm. that. And I think what you're gonna see is, cause I, I've told Charlie, like I will film you doing these weird things that you want. You just I mean, she wants them on the internet. And when I say weird things, like she wants to make slime. Yeah, and, and unbox things. Yeah, she wants to unbox things. Or like we were building with one of her little like building it's really cool it's like flowers but you build them mm-hmm. it's like a little engineering thing with flowers mm-hmm. anyway we were building it and she wanted to make a you like a youtube video of her building it mm-hmm. which you can always tell when she wants to make a youtube video because she starts off by saying hey guys yeah <laughs> that's good you she'll go hey guys and then she'll give herself a name oh a cool internet name mm-hmm. like do you have any good ones 
the one she said yesterday was, hey, guys, strawberry, raspberry, blueberry here. Strawberry, oh, raspberry, blueberry. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Well, see, she's already getting good at, like, protecting her identity online. <laughs> she has nicknames. <laughs> but I'm not going to let her make those videos because, I, I mean, I'm not saying I never will. I'm just saying, for now, my inclination is to protect her from that because, one, I'm... I, I don't want her face all over the internet. But two, I I don't know what she's going to want on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I know now enough, like I've seen you go, oh, I don't know if I want people seeing that. Yeah. And I've thought about stuff that I made when I was younger and thought, thank goodness the internet didn't exist. Yeah. That now I have enough of that wisdom to look at her and say, I'll film you, but we're not posting this anywhere. Yeah. You have like an age that you're like, because she's going to keep asking, like, is there an age where you're like, okay, now it is up to you if you want to put things on the internet? I don't know. I've thought about that a lot because I, I feel like to say when you're 18, that sounds like a wild thing to that say. That is a wild thing to right. say. Right. I mean, like, that's very naive of me. <laughs> that's going to be um, that's gonna be Charlie's little secret rebellion. And she's going to be podcasting and YouTubing out of your house. Like, uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to know Mom about and dad it. are gone. I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm realistic enough to know, like, she will she will want to do this before then. Um, I'm hoping that if I just keep talking about it with her and be really open and honest about why I have concerns, mm-hmm. that she'll listen to me. I mean, for right now, it's easy. Like, she doesn't have a phone. I mean, she has one of my old phones that she can watch things on, but she right. can't, you know, it doesn't. She can't upload a video. But uh, I, I'm hoping that, like, we can keep talking because every kid matures at a different rate and yeah. every kid understands things in a different way. And so it's hard for me to say what age she will be mature enough to make an informed decision about that. I don't I don't know. I, I think I just have to wait and see. I will say, though, there was never anything I made that, like, I I wouldn't want people to see because I think it's, like, a, a bad thing that I made or, yeah. like, would, would offend anyone. It's just because, like, I was a um 12 year old yeah and i like hate the way my voice sounds i'm like oh why did i why did i talk like that why did i think this was cool and it's kind of like embarrassing in the sense you get when you like watch old home videos or whatever Mm -hmm. but it was fun to like sit there with my friends and we'd like edit these videos together like on our little ipod touches and our iphones like thinking we were all professional and adding music over top and that's what we'd spend all of our sleepovers doing is making all these videos and we would sit there and post them and like watch our subscriber count go from like three to four like oh one of our moms just subscribed (laughs) but I mean it was fun like looking back on it now I'm not even close with any of those people anymore but like they are there for me to still look back on and watch and they were good memories and I don't know like I they were fun at the time and it's a weird thing that I'm a part of this small generation that like is after Charlie's where they have parents that will mm -hmm. say like you don't want to post everything on the internet just yet. But before the people who like didn't have the ability to post it on or after the people who didn't have the ability to post it on the internet. Yeah. So like mom didn't know what it meant when I said I was making a YouTube channel. So she didn't know like to To tell me not to. Yeah, that's true. So I just did it. And it's a very small window of people who did that because like, you know, that's not a thing anymore. Everyone knows what YouTube is. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what it means if Charlie says she wants to make a YouTube video. Yeah, it's it is really interesting because I, I don't think it is, uh, and I if I indicated that I I apologize because I don't think it's a bad thing. Oh no, no, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't, don't think, think that either. I just think it's a very weird generational shift. Yeah, I when I, I said that when I was 
you know, not a lot older than Charlie. It's like, well, okay, sure. Like, I, sure. I don't know what that means. But now when Charlie says she wants to make a YouTube video, even in four years when she's mm-hmm. the same age I was, it'd be like, well, that's a, it, well, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, it is a weird, because I do think it's a great creative outlet mm-hmm. to whether you're talking, whatever art form you're talking about. I mean, making, making weird videos, making movies, making music videos, filming yourself like singing or playing piano or whatever. I mean, I, I think these are all wonderful creative explorations. And Mm -hmm. I think they're just as important as other art forms as Taylor in her room as a kid drawing. You know, I, I think, I think that these are all different creative outlets. And so I think there's something to be encouraged and celebrated. I think they're great for kids to have access to the, the question is, you know, how do you keep your kid talking to you so that you know what they're doing, what they're putting out there, and when they're like saying or doing things that come from a place of immaturity that could hurt them. Right. Yeah. I mean, because that's hard. All kids are prone to doing and saying selfish things or thoughtless things. Or I mean, well, I think we and- all have that capacity to accidentally be cruel. Right. Yeah. And what you need are people around you to help support you and shape you and help you not be, right. you know, like... Yeah answer to your better angels and not your yeah. demons and like that to keep that off the internet that's the struggle I mean, I, yeah yeah like, so it's, i think it's like it's a it's always been an impulse in teens like we want to be heard we want to communicate and we don't always have easy sources to do so so it makes sense that we do things like art or or you know music videos but yeah i mean yeah. there is that added i mean for we didn't have videos but we had things like live journal where people could read your thoughts and like i remember mm-hmm. in college having a somebody that I knew live journal very viciously and cruelly about me. And, and that's yeah. the other thing is like people who will say mean things, not even you being offensive or, sure. or anything on the internet, just people who will come at you just to come at someone and say mean things right. about and you. And it's the added, the added knowledge that it's not only that it hurts, it's that a bunch of other people also have access to this and can, you know, mm-hmm. see this. So that, that is, I mean, I get the concerns because it can, I mean, social media can ruin lives this is just another form of that. So it is something that I think you do have to police to a certain degree. I think it it can be like helpful though, as you get older to kind of like, I'm not saying everyone should have people say mean things to them on the, on the internet. It's not a fun experience, (laughs) but like, uh, I mean, when we started the podcast, there have certainly been, you know, comments and reviews of our, of our show or on my YouTube videos or whatever from a while ago that aren't very nice or, or about me that are kind of, hurtful but at first I didn't really know how to deal with them it made me really sad every time I saw one but now it's just like well okay like you kind of learn how to deal with people that aren't going to like you and accept the fact that people aren't going to all the time and you learn how to better handle criticisms like that even if they're unnecessary and by people that you know are just being mean people on the internet it kind of gives you like a, a thicker skin to deal with the internet because it's just like everyone's going to be on the internet at some point you know that's it's an interesting point you make and because my my first thought as you were saying that was like yeah but you don't want your kids to learn that there you want to be able to help them learn that lesson before they're exposed to that but when you say like on the internet specifically learning how to deal with it on the internet is a skill everyone's gonna have to have not just like you need to be used to the idea that not everybody's going to like you right. and that you're going to have criticism. And sometimes the criticism is founded and you grow from it. And sometimes it's just 
you somebody doesn't like you and it's like mean you. and you just yeah. gotta let it roll off your back but you have to specifically have the skill set to deal with it on the internet because it doesn't just happen when you have like a a podcast or a, a presence on the internet like it happens when you're just someone using social media people will find ways to say mean yeah. things to you and yeah. to come find you so i don't understand how some people do it just like find people on the internet that don't even have a large following and just say mean things but it always happens and i mean it's it, as long as the internet and social media exist it is going to continue yeah. happening uh, and, and yeah. while it's not fun it, it a good skill yeah. set to and have. it is one of those lessons that like Sid was saying you can't and, and no matter how much you can try to prepare somebody like hey people are going to say th- mean things to you it's like okay that's cool 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 you don't learn it until it happens and then you go oh yeah. mm-hmm. but they're going to say that specific thing I wasn't ready for those words for me to read them this is when I have to learn it so you always learn that lesson alone yeah. unfortunately yeah yeah no it's true and that's and that that'll be the struggle I think with the younger generation is like how do you let them have that creative outlet how do you let them explore how do you let them learn to take good criticism and brush off bad and i you know how do you how do you do that yeah. without just saying like no internet for you <laughs> i mean but, you can't because like the the idea that we can just hide kids from the internet right. i mean that, that's, that's not just, gonna happen no that's not the I, I just don't think that's a realistic idea the internet and youth are forever yeah. intertwined at least as far as i can yeah. tell and so learning how to live within it is going to be important but i will say there are also a lot more nice people on the internet most of the time than there are mean people and sometimes it's nice to you know like post a video of you singing a song and playing your ukulele or like a podcast episode and have people say like you're really talented or i like this thing you said and you meet people that you know are appreciating your the things you do even if you don't have a lot of people doing that like in in person mm-hmm. sometimes that's nice as well so there there are good things and bad things to oh, sharing yeah. your your content on the internet and i think it's just something that i would have liked to have been able to think more about and know more about before i did it mm-hmm. but i didn't have that ability because no one really knew yeah. anything about it when i was doing it and you know now the next generation does have that ability but it's hard to find that balance between when's too early and what's a good amount and a good time and all those things. Well, and I get that there's also the difference of like, if you started posting videos of Charlie, it would have an instant gigantic audience. I mean, I think it's, there's something safe to the fact that Riley, while you were doing this, it was sort of proto days of people being aware of this stuff. So you did have like a handful of people, probably all people you knew. You you were only yeah I had like yeah. seven views yeah on my it videos. wasn't like <laughs> thousands of people were suddenly seeing your your twelve year old thoughts or your ten year old thoughts right. and you just have to live with that forever, but you know yeah. like as as people now like you know have such larger followings at such younger ages it's like that is that's something you have to deal with I I feel like I meet kids at the cosplay community and they're kids like sixteen year olds and they have like thousands of followers I'm like oh man. You're just under the microscope already, and how does it, how does that feel? Why would you do this to yourself? Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough because that's just I mean, when you're when you're that young and you're growing and changing every day, and you realize like what I what I firmly believed six months ago, I now know is so yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it that's a hard that's hard that's a hard place to publicly in i also would say i think i have a better skill set now though to like 
know how to still be able to share my thoughts on the internet but do it in the best most yes. open way but honest way possible I think there are sometimes like my my friends or people I know that like nece- don't necessarily have people following them that they don't know in person like I do yeah. like we'll just tweet things post things without really thinking about like anyone seeing it beyond the people they know mm-hmm. actually and I spend a lot more time thinking about like well can't really post that in that way but let me think about how I can that makes it so that all these people that I, I don't know that are seeing it will see it and still like yeah. you know I think there's a good and I, I don't know exactly what the soundbite is but I think there's a good advice in there somewhere yeah akin to I remember the day that I realized I as a doctor the stuff it was long before I was a podcaster right as a doctor the stuff I say on the internet should reflect the way I like I have a responsibility that was the way I felt about it and I'm not saying that you have to be a doctor to have that responsibility it was just this is what made it click for me personally there's there are ways that I I talk to my patients and like the people who have faith in me to help them Mm -hmm. like like trust in me to help them and I want to represent myself well in all arenas. And I remember that that was the day I, I started thinking like, I need to tweet like I'm a doctor and right. I need to, to I need to Facebook like I'm a doctor. And for me, that was my like call to action to be more responsible and really think about what I say and what I put out into the world and yeah. how I say it. Um, and I think we all need whatever that is that you think about like, I mean, it's really like being a kind right. human, I guess, right. is what the... The answer is but for me i remember that was the moment that was the light bulb moment for me like well, yeah it's the same if you're a, a college student an employee somewhere a, you know whatever mm-hmm. you do you have to think about what you're presenting on the internet and how that would be seen as a representation of you and also as your title and your you know what you do and and, and as and as what kind of human you want right. to be in the yeah. world and not just like haha it's the internet it doesn't matter i'm just making some right. mean jokes like it does. Right. This is me. This is me that I'm putting into the world. Yeah. And who do I want people to well, know I am? That's a new thing because, like, I and mean, we've talked about this before. The internet for our generation was a secret place. Like, you go on, it was anonymous. Yes. You were not connecting with people that knew you. Like, it was a place where you could go and just kind of scream about, like, my boss sucks and I'm angry. But now it is far more akin to would you walk into a room crowded with people, both strangers and your peers? And say whatever you're about to say. say if you would, then it's exactly. okay. If not, then don't put it on the internet because that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. No, I think that's very true. Well, I will continue to do what we've been doing, which is make weird videos that only... And keep them for you. They exist only on my phone. Someday, when Charlie is 30 Give years them back old, to her. Sydney yes. will share them on the internet. Yep. I, 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 will, I will let her see them and say, if you would like to post these now... That is on yeah. you. <laughs> that's her college graduation present. Yeah, yeah. Here are all the weird videos you made. That would be, that's the time. That's actually a really great present I idea. Yeah. Start Just put them all now. together. Yeah. Like her 18th birthday. Yeah. High school. There you go. Do 16? I, I don't know. Do I burn them on a DVD? No. <laughs> Help her with that. By the time Charlie is like 18, there'll probably be like some, I don't know. That, a hologram chip thing chip. you can just like insert into her yeah. brain i love Probably. the idea that we're that i'm still thinking it's going to be a physical piece like, of it'll media be a yeah chip, right no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it won't no. be physical well thank you sisters this was uh You're this welcome. was fun it was 
Thank you both for doing all the hard work. Yeah, today. you're welcome. You we really did. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, listeners, for joining us. Uh, and you can let us know you, about all the great movies I'm sure you made in your teen years. Mm-hmm. At You can tweet at us at stillbuff. And you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. You should go to maximumfun.org for a lot of great shows that you would enjoy. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That, I thought I was going to say true. something more creative there, but I didn't. Yeah. They're just great. And yeah. you should go there and you should check them out. And uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was two. Please don't. No, please don't go look at my YouTube channel. Please. (laughs) Please. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flobie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.